Father, we are grateful for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, we want to look at those who are chosen. We have those who leave you, those who forget, those who accuse you. Now we have those who are chosen. Amen. Number one, and there are not many points like I told you. Um, Danny boy, are you ready? Where are you? Number one is those who are chosen, number one, are those who believe. All right. Those who believe. Luke 1, verse 45. Blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Amen. My soul doth, my my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Now, very, very important in our lives and our ministries is our beliefs. Our beliefs. You know, faith is a very important subject for Christians. Amen. And Mary was someone who believed. Alright? So, believing is many, many things that uh, the Bible tells us. And believing will never be old-fashioned. Amen? Believing will never be old-fashioned. In fact, I want you, to, you people to see something. You see that one of the greatest things that is rocking this world today are people's beliefs. Why do you undergo a search when you are going on an aeroplane? That machine they've invented where you raise your hands like this, it's based on those who believe the beliefs of people have changed the world. And in this modern world, eh, 20, 20, what we are we? 2019. You get it? 2019. 
people's beliefs as affecting the world and shaking the world. Yes. You know, you would think that faith and believing in things is going to be old-fashioned. Oh, we have computers now. What you believe doesn't matter. Oh, we have television. We have uh, internet. We have Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. We don't need beliefs. Not true. Not true at all. The beliefs, the beliefs of people are one of the greatest winds that are blowing across the nations of the world. Now, you may have heard of the four winds of the earth. The four winds speak of the four great influences of the world that have changed the world. Like if you see in Revelation, you talk about the four winds. And I saw an angel holding the four winds. And what are the four winds? Religion is one of the big four winds. Politics is one of the big four winds of the earth. Economics, money, is one of the big four winds of the earth. And military might is one of the four winds. So these four winds have at one point or the other dominated. It's just like a wind that blows over the earth. You see that at one point, one wind may blow. So for instance, the country which had the strongest military was at a point the country that was it, 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 it controls the wind dominates whatever is happening so that's when Hitler Russia the America the armies that they were creating the powers, the air force the armies and so on that's what was controlling the world Then at a point, the economics, like now, a lot of the world is controlled by money and becomes the major force. So you see that nations will be doing business with other nations, which they will say are not democratic. If you are not democratic, we don't work with you. But then you see them working with an undemocratic country suddenly. You get what I'm saying? Which beheads people and cuts off people's head and does all sorts of things just because of money. Then suddenly you see that it's a stronger wind blowing and influencing things. And then you think that just economics is the main thing. Then suddenly you see that um, religion is very strong in what people believe and the religions that people have. And there was a time that Just the religions of the earth, there were the crusades where they were fighting wars between Christians and other religions and so on. So at each point, something is dominating, but there are only four of them. Are you you here or you are leaving? Yes. You didn't know that? You know everything. You, you You didn't know that? Yes. 
<laughs> so, these four things have dominated the world. Now, in a country like Canada, you may think, oh, religion is, you know, we, 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 it's, it's not important here. We are scientific. <laughs> you know, one day I was watching Benny Hinn being interviewed by Larry King. Is he still alive? Yes. Yeah, Larry King, live. Hmm? He's alive? Yeah. And um, they were interviewing him and asking him questions that make him look silly. You know? So then, I was even wondering that, why, why Benny Hinn, why do you come to this program to let these people ask you these questions? I was just thinking to myself that, Benny Hinn, why do you waste your time coming to answer these questions? And these people are just trying to make you look funny. Then the program got to a point where I said, now this is the end of Benny Hinn because they are not going to make him even more stupid looking. So they said, we are going to open the phone lines and people can call Benny Hinn and ask him whatever they want. So Larry King opened the phone lines. First call from either, it was either Kuwait or Saudi Arabia or somewhere in the Middle East. And I was just saying, I said, this man is finished. Then the person said, the person said, I have a cancer of here and here, and I'm suffering and very faint, but please can you pray for me? Wow. So, wow. And Pastor Benny he prayed for them. Next call, I'm calling from Canada or one of these things. I have cancer of the something, something, somewhere, internal inflammation, something. Can you pray for me? In the name of Jesus, he prayed for them. The next caller. I have cancer of here and of here. Yeah, pray. Only prayers. And I said, hey, the man is winning. You see, you think that faith is not, is not relevant. Yes. It looks like faith is nothing. These pastors and they are just, you know, it doesn't even make sense why people even follow them. But I tell you, when you see certain things, you know that, Yes. Faith will never lose its relevance. One day I spoke to one of my church members and the church member told me, the doctor told me you have this failure of this and cancer of this and this of this, about three things. And the doctor said, you know, in the Western world, wherever he was, one of these countries where you have the highest, best doctors, the doctor said, we cannot do anything anymore. You know, I've never heard my church member speak in that way. The doctor said, this, the maximum they can do is this, and they've done it. This, the maximum they can do is this. This, the maximum you will die in a few weeks' time. Oh, yes. In fact, they asked me what to, this is what the doctor said. So I called, I Gave them a suggestion to tell the doctor. So they did. And after they came back and the doctor said, no, your questions are enough. This is the truth. You are going to die. It's just days or weeks. And truly he died. He was, he just dropped dead. Yeah. Exactly as they said. You know, you see the end of science 
The end of science. And you see that, look, the only thing you can do is to pray and to believe in God. Yes, it's the only thing left. So I don't know, it's not. (laughs) Careful, be careful. Be careful. Yes, yes. You know, one day I was preaching somewhere, and uh, I was not really preaching, but I was talking, you know, and I met a man um, actually on the golf course. And I said to him, because, you know, I always remember salvation. And I said to him, you must be born again. Hey, he was angry. What do you mean? What do you mean? You can't tell me to be born I should be born again. Who do you think you are? He said, first of all, do you think you are better than me? Now, when you see me, you think you are in a, a better condition than I am to tell me that I need to be born again. What about you? How do you see yourself? It wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy for me. I was trembling. Then he started shouting. And there, everybody was looking. I regretted telling this man that he has to be born again. I regretted. Because of the way he was shouting and created the whole scene. Everybody was looking at us. And I said, please, sorry. I want to. Whatever. He said, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Then I said to him, please don't quarrel. He said, I don't quarrel. I beat. I don't quarrel, I beat, I beat. As soon as he said, I beat, I became even more frightened. And I said, no, Lord. The last time I was beaten was in school. I don't want anybody to beat me as a grown-up. So I kept even more quiet. And then I just moved away. Now, maybe this was about um, August. I don't remember, but August, September. And I didn't see this man again till the new year, January. I think it was the third. Because in that golf course, the, the caddies play a competition on the first. So we can't play. And then the second was something... And then, I think it was the third or the second. And I was surprised to see him. I had not seen him since he threatened to beat me. (laughs) So when I saw him, I felt again I should tell him, and somebody said, be careful. (laughs) So I didn't say anything. So I said, instead of talking about being born, I just said, happy new year. And he said, many happy returns. I said, at least no beatings. Now, a few weeks later, a few weeks later, I was on the same golf course and I had a message that this man who said he would beat me was in hospital. Yes. And that he wanted to see me. I said, me? How does he want to see me? 
Listen to me, my friends. I had another call through somebody who knew him. He said, this man is very sick. Very sick. In fact, he told his daughter before he went to the hospital, I don't know if daddy will come back home. Yes. He called for me. So, I remember right on the same golf course, I was walking and I was discussing with my friend that I was playing with. I said, do you think this man is serious? I mean, do you think I should go? Then we had an, a call. He's dead. Before I could even make up my mind whether to go, he was dead. And he, he was calling. Call evangelist Doug Heward Mills. Yes. You see, the point I'm trying to make is that faith will never go out of fashion. It may go out of fashion temporarily for you. But a time will come you will need God. You will need something to believe in. Yes. He called for me and he died the death of a wicked man. Yes. When, when he died, our church member was standing there and he, he could see spirits coming from, he was in one of the big hospitals in Ghana. He could see, said, look, they're coming for me. They're coming. He was going backwards. He, he was in the bed, going backwards in the bed, but there's nowhere back to go. When I was telling him to be born again, he was telling me that he would, he would beat me. Yes. He was insulting me. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you may think you are in a modern world, but I tell you, faith in God and the importance of God will never go out of fashion. Oh, yes. You know, will never go out of fashion. So, do not ever think that believing in things is going is not going to be important. He said, "Blessed is she that believed." This is the word, believed. Look at the word, believed. Believed. A person who believes is blessed. Yes, a person who all the blessings I experience in my life they have come from what I believe, not what from what I 